welcome to the Unsophisticated Palette. A podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. So today, we are going to be talking about a bunch of different wine terms. There are so many wine terms out there, it is kind of crazy. And um, I actually saw this amazing quote in Reader's Digest, of all things, and it said, if you're over the age of 21, it's time to start trading up from terms like kegger and beer pong. So it is time, everybody. It is time to learn the wine terms that are going to make you, you know, the experts that you are here to be. You're still talking keggers. It's and, time and to beer step pong. up. And beer pong. And you know what? There's actually nothing wrong with keggers and beer pong. But, no. you know, these are words you can add to your repertoire. Repertoire? Yeah, repertoire. To, you know. No, and, and there is. There's so many out there. I mean, we were just talking. We, we kind of go out and do our research, and then we get together and, and sit down and talk. And we both came back with... I mean, there was some overlap, but nowhere was, near as much as we expected. It was actually hilarious. We're like, okay, so let's look at our list of wine terms that we think are important. And I, so I went through my list. I'm like, okay, so when you have one in common, just say yes. And so I, no, 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 <laughs> no. It was hilarious. So we had very different terms that we thought were important. But I think that speaks to, I mean, we're at different places in our wine journeys. Uh, you've got a little bit more background than I do. Um, and, and again, I think that just speaks to the fact that, that we're all a little bit different. We all have our different perspectives, what we hear or, or again, where we are on our journey. Absolutely. And that's going to jump out. But I mean, there are so many words and, and, and I'm like looking at them and they're vague and they're this and they're that. And, and or they just assume. I think that's the biggest problem is people just assume, you know, this stuff. Right. And so they start, especially more experienced people or, or whatever. And they're just talking away and you're like. They're using terms and you're like, uh-huh, 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 just smile and nod, right? right? <laughs> exactly. The smile and nod method works wonders. <laughs> so the hope is today we're gonna we're gonna take a little of that mystery out. <laughs> we so certainly hope so. You you won't not you you can smile and nod, but actually in the back of your head, maybe kind of go like, I almost know what they're talking about. Yeah. And if we can get you to almost know what they're I, I honestly, I mean, after a lot of research on this, I still feel like I almost know what I'm talking about. I mean, there's different definitions for the same words or different terms where people look at it different ways. And and so it was a lot for me. Yeah, it definitely was a lot. I feel like I got some more clarity, but there's a lot out there. And we hope that we just help a little bit at least. So Mark, if you had to pick your top three most important words out there, what would you call it? What would you consider to be the big three? We, we collected these together and, and agreed on these because, or I don't know, um, I, I, because they're the words that everyone throws around. Everyone talks about and you hear or you read on the wine bottles or the, the descriptions. And I think that they're the ones that a lot of people act like they know what they're talking about and very people, few people do. Or if you're new or even intermediate into the wine world, it's very easy to... Kind of like, you know, like that vocabulary word where you kind of know enough to like that the sentence makes sense, but you couldn't describe them. You know, if you had to Absolutely. give a definition to the word, you couldn't. But in a sentence, yeah, it right. makes sense. Like the word ironic. Ironic. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> Ironically, that's true. So um, anyway, so these are um, acidity um, or acidic, dry, and tannins. 
and it's going to, oh, it's a very acidic wine, or this is a dry wine, or let the tannins breathe. I mean, that's what all the different people, you know, I mean, you can just, they get thrown around. And I think so understanding maybe those big three and how they work together and affect the flavor um, is just good background knowledge. So, all right, let's get into them. Let's start with acidity. Um, and, and again, I wish I had some way to easily explain. So this. when I think of acid, I think of things like lemons and I think of things that make my mouth pucker and, and that's exactly it. It's a, the fresh tart or sour taste. And that's due to the natural fruit acids that are in there. And actually one of the things I said for acidity and you just, Actually, that was a great description. Is the sensation you get after sucking on a lemon? Oh, so you kind of suck on a lemon and get all that saliva in yeah, your mouth. Yeah, it's actually my you... mouth is watering right now as we're talking about it. It's that weird response that you get. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the acidity. So it's kind of that sourness, that tart, that that sucking <laughs> on a lemon flavor. <laughs> that's what we're going with. <laughs> um, but what the acid does is it it's kind of the balancing agent to the sugar and the fruits. So you've got, you know, the fruit flavor here, the sugar flavor here, and, and the acid kind of makes it so it's not super sugary or super fruity um, and kind of helps it in there. It also um, is an indicator of the wine's longevity. Longevity? Longevity. Longevity. <laughs> I like to add extra syllables. Yeah, for I mean, fun. it's... It's fun. Yes. So longevity. And I actually knew that, but it's it's one of those things where once you have to say it, it's... Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Words are hard. It's, yeah. They really are hard. <laughs> so anyway, the more acidic it is, the longer the wine will last. So... Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, so that will... A long shelf life generally is going to be a high acidic wine, although over time, those acids will kind of break down and become more mellow. Um, but that's kind of there... And wines from hot climates or hot years, so it's like a really hot year in, I don't know, in France, then those wines will have a lower acidity. In a cooler climate or in a cold year, they're going to tend to have a higher acidity. Interesting. So usually the higher acidity wines are going to be your whites, right? I'm uh, guessing? I did not see anything on that, but that does make sense. Because I'm trying to think, when I think of that puckery feeling, I rarely think of a red wine. Yeah, but that's because it's going to be balanced out by the dryness and the tannins. So, okay. Um, and, and so it does going to depend on where that, on that scale, they're going to balance. So okay. you are right. I, I think so, and not the, that there won't be any acidity because, of yeah. course, there's going to be some acid in there. But I just, I just don't think of that feeling in my mouth when I think of drinking a yes. red wine. I don't uh, think of sucking on a lemon. Matter of fact, when, I, when you drink a red wine, you tend to get more of a... Dry. Dry what, Mark? Dry, dry taste, dry flavor. It's a dry wine. Mouthfeel? So it is a dry mouthfeel. That is exactly what it mm -hmm. is. He didn't like the term mouthfeel. I don't know if you all heard that episode a while back, but he had a hard time with mouthfeel. I am behaving. He, you know what? I'm going to get him to just you know embrace the mouthfeel eventually because it's an important part of wine it is you but know, I tend i'm gonna add mouthfeel to my list of important <laughs> vocab words for today mouthfeel <laughs> you know i mean we'll talk about other terms i prefer because <laughs> i thought the same thing but i don't know they're just different okay so keep anyway, going keep going. dry is a mouthfeel and that's more on the red and that is the dry actually ties to the sugars so uh the less sugar the drier the wine. So a dry wine would have no more than 0.2% of 
unfermented sugar, which really is going to indicate there's no percept perceptible. Jeez, how much wine have we had on? You know what? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I don't know if it's too much or not enough. Well, then I'll drink it's some more. It's that fine line. Okay. That fine line. I'm going to keep drinking. You now. know, or maybe you just need to stop trying to use big words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, is, I should go to simpler words. That is honestly... We're going to give you a six-letter limit. That, that, okay, that, that's probably wise. Okay, but perceptible taste of sugar. So, um, and so that's kind of... It's, a, it's often attributed to the tannins, that dryness, but, it, and it, um, but it's actually more of the, um, again, the sugar. So the dry is the opposite of sweet. And what I found is, is as I, I did this research, and then I had several glasses of wine since, and then when you start actually paying attention, um, it's weird. You can actually, and, and I think this is key to when you're tasting wine or anything else, and we're going to do a whole episode on that coming up, but that you actually take some time to think about it. And I think that that's what a lot of people don't do. They just drink it. So I was actually drinking it, and I was like, and, and when I had that dry mouthfeel, Jen. Yes. <laughs> um, I, it was also, I was tasting very little sweetness and it tended to have a lower acidity. So it, it's kind of, again, I think that's how it all, again, it's, it's a balance play. And so um, so that's the dryness. And that kind of surprised me because I'd always thought the tannins and or the acidity really kind of gave you that dry mouthfeel. But again, a lot of that just comes from that lack of sugar. And again, when they're saying it's a dry wine, it's less mouthfeel and more how sweet it is. Interesting. Which then brings us to tannins. Yes. We and, talked a little bit about tannins, not a ton. Yes, and tannins are, are a, a magical thing, like a unicorn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's I've always felt about them like they are, like some mag magical thing that doesn't actually really exist, yeah. but everybody talks about and wants to exist. Um, it comes from the skins and the seeds and the, and the stems. And they're going to give it a bitter, a little bit dry, and a little bit puckery feeling in the mouth. So a lot of these things kind of overlap, but it's, again, how much of, you know, if it's more sugary, then you're going to have that lower acidity, more sweetness, less dryness, and, and things that direction. But if you have a lot of tannins, again, it's going to generally be lower in sugar, which is going to give you a lot of dryness in the mouth. And so the tannins... They're, they're going to come out pretty strong at first, or if they are strong anyway, they're going to come out strong. And they can kind of have that little bit bitter flavor. and But with time, they're going to kind of break down. They bond with the oxygen and become sediment in, in the, at the bottom of the bottle. Um, and then they're going to make that wine smoother, a little less bitter. Um, this is why older wines can be kind of nice sometimes. Uh, and why people are saying it needs to decant or breathe the wine because that's going to get help those tannins bond with some oxygen and, and, and kind of get out of there. It's also a natural preservative. Which is so cool. Right? Yeah. And some of the wines I know that tend to be higher in tannins are your Cabernets and your Malbecs, your Syrahs, your Mouvedras, your Nebbiolos. Those tend to be the higher tannic wines and those tend to be some of my favorites because I love that you know, the mouthfeel, the feeling that I get in my mouth. And just, I love that, the taste of it. Yeah. You know, it just, it's a different feeling. It, it tastes strong to me. Yes. And so you have the higher tannins, the lower sugar, and it does. It gives you that dry, smoother. Yeah. You have 
the higher, the less dry, the, the more sugar, the higher acidic, and it does get in more of your white, sweeter kind of wines. So the way I kind of, I mean, this is, I have to have some kind of analogy for my brain to work. So the way I kind of got my brain to wrap around this is that I kind of likened it to lemonade a little bit. So you got your sugar. Okay. You've got your tannins and you got your acidity. So the acidity is the lemon, the lime. So you got to squeeze in the lime juice, right? Yeah. Um, you, so you got all your lime, not lime, lemon juice. You have all your lemon juice and then you need to add your sugar. And so you can add a little bit of sugar or a lot of sugar, right? And the more that you have a little sugar, it's going to have that highly acidic, a little bit of a dry, whatever kind of a flavor to it. Um, you add a lot of sugar and it gets really, really sweet and you have a lot less acid to it. And then a lot of people aren't super familiar with, but there's citric acid. And if you go and look and they add it into all the ones there. And actually, I worked at one of those, okay, moment of, actually not a moment of shame, a moment of pride. Yes. Oh, I worked tell at us, one Mark. of those little pretzel and lemonade stand like, kiosk things in the mall. What? I did. <laughs> and, that is awesome. And you put the lemons in, you put the sugar in the water, and you just bash everything together. And and unfortunately, we did not have the the you know colorful uniforms or everything. We got to wear something a little more subtle. But yes, I was slinging pretzels and that, lemon juice. Oh my gosh, how many pretzels? Lemonade. You, how many pretzels did you eat? Like so many. I actually wasn't a big pretzel person. I'm what? Still not. I would have been eating pretzels all the time. I actually also worked it was owned by the same company so i kind of uh managed both of them at the other one was a cookie store so i ate oh cookies, okay well we know how you so feel I about, care about the pretzels. yeah i did drink a lot of the lemon juice <laughs> lemonade like you call it lemon juice lemonade wow <laughs> i drank a lot of the lemonade wow um, so the citric acid though once you put that in there so you put the certain amounts in there and it's funny because then you taste it and it would be good and it would kind of be balanced but you add that uh, citric acid and then it kind of smooths out those rough edges and blends the flavor so it still kind of has that same flavor but it again just kind of takes that some of that huh. edge off and that's kind of what the tannins do if you so if you want if you think lemonade again you've got the dry is the sugar the acidity is the lemons and then your tannins are your citric acid. That was a good analogy. So, I, I liked it. Oh, good. Oh, I, I have one that, a, that, that Jen was, likes. Yeah. yeah it was, so those yeah. are the big three. Okay. Again, you, you, people are going to throw that around a lot. Hopefully now that will help you understand. And really what it's all about is a balance. If you all the tannins and this, the da-da-da. Again, it's not just tannins. They're all in a, in a dance together of flavors in your mouth feel. Oh, a dance. Yes. By the way, everybody, he just did a dance. <laughs> well, I've got um, it. Yeah. I'm sorry you all missed it. So now we're going to move in. Let's talk about some other wine terms that are super duper important. Um, one that I think is important that you hear all the time is varietal. And we've talked about varietals in the past in other episodes also. And just to put it really simply, the varietal just refers to the grape. So think Chardonnay, think Cabernet in the United States. Um, um, sorry, in the United States, in order to be able to call a wine a Chardonnay or a Cabernet, it has to actually be 75% of, the, of that grape in the bottle. Got it. Um, so that's what a varietal is. That's quick and simple. Like, so it is the grape. Yeah, it's a fancy word for grape. Right. 
But it is interesting when you buy a Chardonnay, it's not necessarily all Chardonnay in that bottle. But it's at here least 75%. in the United States, it's at least seventy-five percent, or wherever it was bottled, whatever the right, exactly, whatever the ratios need to be. But so when we say varietals, that's what we mean. We just mean the type of grape. Yes, and that that actually simplifies something that you would. Like, again... Like, it sounds so fancy. It does. Like, oh, well, what, what varietal are you drinking? Well, I'm just drinking this great baby, everybody. <laughs> I'm just drinking me some cabs. Yeah. There's also earthy. We mentioned this in the past, and that's one that gets kind of thrown around a lot. Um, and it, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. It's usually good. Um, and it's really just any kind of smell or taste um, that's related to the earth. So it can be... A little soil, forest, it can be, you know, damp soil, mushrooms, forest floor, truffly. I, I mean, love it. Yeah, and, and these are... It sounds all, it doesn't actually sound that appealing, but when you actually have something that's earthy, it's actually delicious. But none of those things, and no one actually wants to go and lick the forest floor. Yes, but, but you can taste it in there, though. You can actually, again, it does have that earthy taste it's like while you're drinking it you can imagine yourself in a, in a forest or right. out in a field or whatever it's going to be um and and they tend to either be earthy or fruity right and so kind of that's kind of the they could they're generally one or the other right right and so if it's not real fruity then then it's more those earthy flavors and that's good but if you have too much earth too much earthy um that can be referred to as barnyard <laughs> barnyard oh, that scent. is not good and no it is not good so if you're drinking it and your essence of barnyard that's you know think manure animals oh, that uh, is just disgusting all bad things yeah so you, you it's a it's a, as with all things it's a balance it's a it's a whatever and generally earthy is good and um if you like earthy wines if you don't then try fruity right um but uh that's that's your earth do you like earthy. earthy wines i actually do yes yeah. i enjoy a good earthy wine uh, let's see. How about finish? So yes. finish is a word that you hear a lot. And honestly, if I'm to put it really simply, finish is the aftertaste. So it's the type of flavor that lingers in your mouth after you swallow. <laughs> why are you laughing, Jen? I don't know. It, just, it sounds weird, but that is what it, it is. It's the dirty, aftertaste. That's why you're I know. <laughs> but it just, it's, it sounds classier than aftertaste. So you're not going to say, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It, it just, does sound it does have, so, so, you know, what was the aftertaste of that wine? <laughs> or this, this wine has a nice aftertaste. Oh, or this wine has a lovely finish. Okay. Doesn't that sound so much better? It than, does. This has an awesome aftertaste. Yes. No. But it is a finish. And, and, <laughs> and some wines don't, but I have totally noticed a wine that you drink it. And then yeah. after that flavor, just kind of, it, or like it almost does. a second flavor, a fall flavor. I don't know whatever it, it, it is like. Right. And it's, it can be good. Uh, Usually it's good. Yes. It finishes strong. Finish? Strong finish. That's right. Like it. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about, and this one is another one that's fairly simple, gets thrown around a lot, and it's not as difficult as it sounds. And we'll, we'll talk about the vintage, Jen. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the vintage. The vintage is basically um, why the, the year that the grapes or most of the grapes were produced um, and harvested in. So um, it's basically the year the grapes were grown and harvested, not the year it was bottled, which there was some confusion for me about that. And I did see one or two places that said bottled, but I'm pretty sure they were wrong because 
everything else said it's the year the grapes are grown. So the grapes were grown and harvested in 2018. They may not be bottled till 19 or 20, but it's going to be a 2018 vintage. If the wine does not have a vintage gin, it has no year on the bottle, and I've stumbled across those. It's been it's made with wines from various years. I did not know that. Yes. That is a fun fact. Yeah, and, and I actually was I stumbled across a bottle one time. I'm like looking at it, I'm like, where's, what the, year, where's the year on this? Yeah, I don't even know what year it is. And I couldn't figure out my mind, whatever it is, what it is. Um, and that was because it was, again, it's made from wines from different years. That is so interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever come across that, but I've also, maybe I just haven't noticed. Well, now I'm keeping my eyes peeled. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. And and I have gotten, I'll admit, a little snobbish in my vintages. Um, and so if it's not at least a few years old, yeah, I want nothing to do with it. Wow, <laughs> you crazy. have become snobbish. I, and you I'm, have come a long way. I have actually, in just I mean, a, a it has not years. been that long since you've... I can't even believe these words are coming out of your mouth. Uh, I'm going to, okay, so blend is another word that's really important, at least to me, because blends are one of my favorite types of wines, actually. So a blend is something that's made from more than one varietal. So that means taking more than one type of grape. And the reason some winemakers will make blends is because it actually can lead to a more complex wine. And there are white blends, there are red blends, and I personally find them delicious. Some common blends you'll see are GSM, which is Grenache, Syrah, and Mavedra. That's a really common one you'll see, but sometimes you'll see really uncommon blends. They'll blend a bunch of different reds, let's say, just to, and different percentages, a tiny bit of this, a ton of this, just to try to get the most interesting complex flavors. So when you go wine tasting, for example, you may come across something that is a blend that you've never seen before. And I definitely encourage you to taste it because it may be, it may, it's, it's going to be like a flavor explosion in your mouth. I'm leaving that one alone. Yeah. Um, I, a really fun thing. Um, my girlfriend and I went out to, uh, it was Ravenswood Winery in Napa. Oh, and I love Ravenswood. Ravenswood, not only good wine, but they had a blending class or, or experience oh if you so will. cool it was and so you went in and we had and they do it like in groups and we were the only two that day so we got like this little private lesson and they um said they said here's the different some different bridles here's what they do this one's gonna affect this one's gonna affect that and then we got to use the little droppers and make our own little ones and then when we found the one we liked they did that blend and bottled it for us and it was like really cool experience so that is so fun. Oh, it was a blast. So if you, again, maybe check out Ravenswood or check out a winery near you, ask them if they have that. If they don't, they're wrong. No. <laughs> Bad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that is, what a cool find experience. Find one that does. It was. It was a great experience, and it was relatively inexpensive, and, uh, and it just a great, fun way to, to spend a portion of a day. I love it. Yes. So, oh, uh, so let's talk about the nose or bouquet. Um, and, uh, that is something else that gets mentioned a lot. Oh, this has a good nose or how's the nose. And really what the nose means is smell. What does it smell like? Right? What's the, what's the scent? What's the smell? Um, nose and bouquet are similar. The difference is the nose is really just kind of the smell that has a bouquet. It's more complex. There's a variety of smells. So you smell it and you smell one thing, um, not grapes. 
smell cherry, I don't know, and that's all, or vanilla, I don't know, whatever, tobacco, um, and that's all you really s- smell, then that's just kind of the nose. But if you're smelling a variety of flavors, like a bouquet of flowers, or a wide variety of them, that's kind of the bouquet. And, and a bouquet is a good thing because it's going to indicate a more complex, good wine. Um, and so uh, the, it's basically that will, should develop over time. Um, so again, another reason why older wines they have a little bit more time to develop that bouquet and that flavor, which is why I've gotten a little snobbish on my, my vintages. Um, and that is really, unless I don't know if you have anything else to add on. No, I, I actually did nose. not realize that was the distinction between nose and bouquet. That was interesting. Yeah. That was cool. Very cool. We've talked about vinotypes before in previous episodes, but it seems to be a buzzword that keeps popping up. So I'm going to talk about it again, just in case, you know, you run across it. Um, it seems to be the buzzword. So um, your vinotype is basically your wine preference that... Um, is a combination of your sensory sensitivities with your culture, tradition, your life experiences. It's basically your wine mood, basically what you what you enjoy. So it's pairing your how do I put this now? It's called UBU. UBU, exactly. Drinking what you like. <laughs> so it's based on your mood that day or what, you know, your background, like your experiences in life, maybe places you've traveled and you've tried different things, or, you know, it could be based on all sorts of different experiences, not just, I'm going to have a steak, so I'm going to have this. And that's going to lead to what kind of wines you like. Right. And that's why I'm going to smell one thing and Jen might smell another. I'm going to taste certain things. She may taste others. Exactly. So it's a whole different way of thinking when it comes to wine preference. So that becomes your own personal vinotype. So we all have our own individual vinotypes and you're encouraged to embrace yours. And, you know, it's drink what you like. It's kind of, you know, our motto over here at the Unsophisticated Palette. Drink what you like. Drink what you like. We will say that over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. So that's your vinotype. Well, um, Jen, I'm, I'm going to do this for you. Oh, We're I'm so excited. Talk about what body is it? and structure. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> okay, in addition to that, that was awesome. <laughs> um, the structure is an ambiguous tasting term, okay, that really kind of applies. It's the harmony of the fruit, the alcohol, the acidity, and the tannins. Um, so that's kind of the structure. It's it's really, again, that kind of gets your vinotype and who you are. It's, it's what you experience is the structure. So some people might say, oh, it's a very structured wine, and others may not think so. And again, that's just because it's what you're tasting. Some people's palate may taste all these varieties of things, and so it's a very, again, structured, like, together versus just, ah, it's a good wine. Body, on the other hand, and this is why I'm doing this for you, Jen. Oh, I can't wait. Body really (laughs) is about the mouthfeel. Yes! (laughs) So it is uh, how heavy or full the wine is going to kind of fill in the mouth. Um, the impression of the weight on the palate. So when you drink that wine, and, and again, when you stop and think about this, things, take a moment as you're tasting wines to think, and, and while you have the, the, the wine in your mouth, yes. um, and, and how is that just sitting? Is it, is it, again, is it heavy? Is it light? Is it, you know, if generally the body is light, medium, or full body. The full-bodied wines are normally higher in alcohol. I don't know why I can't take this seriously right now. I'm like, 
I'm doing this for you, Jen. I'm doing it for you. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm taking a deep breath. Go. Keep going. Okay. Well, that's that's all I ever really say. I mean, the okay. body again is just is is how that feels, how it feels in your mouth, Jen. And the structure is just again very similar to that. It's more of kind of the harmony as opposed to the body. Is, is do you know that every time you say harmony, you kind of sing it? You know, there, it's, <laughs> I, I have certain words. Another one, I, I, I can't say. Um, I can't say phenomenal without making it like it's it phenomenal. phenomenal. Yes, it's it. got to. So I, you know apparently, what? I, but I think that's a great thing. I have a harmony has you to sing be it. yes. It, it some words I think they 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 huh. they need that. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, do you, I've got one more I want to throw out there. Okay, you know, you know what? No, you throw it out there. I feel like you don't bring us in. Give us a finale. I don't know. I, I'm just, you go. Well, I found one <laughs> word, Jen, that I had no idea had anything to do with wine. But yet it does. Oh, my God. What is it? It is bunghole, Jenny. <laughs> no, it's not. Bung it is not. Hole. No, that is not a real thing. It is a bunghole. It is a real thing. <laughs> it, is, it is a wine term. I it can't refers even. To I the, cannot even. It is the opening in the cask. <laughs> you had me with it is with, the opening. <laughs> with which wine can be taken okay, in wait. or taken out. Put in or taken out. Hmm. That is the bunghole. Wait, and, wait, sorry. What? Can you go back a second? Yes. I, I, you had me with it is the opening. Start, go. Okay. A okay. bunghole, Jen. Yes. Is the opening in a cask in which wine can be put in or taken out. <laughs> Why do they call it a bunghole? I have no idea, Jen. I did not get the entomology of that one. But I really want someone to please, can please, can someone write in and tell us why it's called the bunghole? Well, I, I, this might shed some light on it. The plug <laughs> is called a bung. So, okay, well, okay, so fine. Now we know why, because... If the plug is a bung, you put the, the bung, bung in, in the, the bung hole. hole. Oh, my God. That is, hands down... Hands down my favorite term of the entire day. Why they can't call it a plug and a plug hole or just because it's not a as hole fun. and a plug. You know what? I'm so glad they didn't. But because yeah. if they did, then I would not be nearly as happy as I am right now. <laughs> I have been using bunghole my whole life and I had no idea until oh I stumbled God. across that. And I looked at that and I'm just like, oh, this has to be added. That to just made my day. That just made my day, Mark. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you are welcome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, well we did not everybody, cover all the terms. No, there are, there are so others. many more out there. We I may mean, have to do a follow up episode at some I point. Know. Let us know if you'd like us to, and we will. Absolutely. And for a summary of everything you learned today, go to theunsophisticatedpalette.com. And, you know, obviously you can contact us for, you know, any other future topics you'd like to hear. And if you have any questions or input, comments, you know, we'd love to hear those Tell as well. Tell us how wrong we are. <laughs> or how awesome we are. Or how awesome we are. We'd love to hear that too. Yes. We'll hear that all day. Um, but do also subscribe. Rate us uh, if you get a chance. Yeah. And until next time, drink responsibly. And of course, you know, drink what you like. Drink you know, what you remember like. your vino type. And cheers. Cheers. Cheers.